Blog Talk Radio. Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Now, I trust that you all have a fantastic weekend, and of course, if you are ready for another productive week. Now, our theme all this month has been creating content for your business, and today I'll be wrapping up the series by sharing with you ways to use content in social media. Now, also on today's lineup, of course, I'm going to give you the five questions of business leadership. I also have an excerpt from our featured book, Atomic Habits, by James Clear, and it's going to be an interesting take on goals versus habits. And of course, I want to talk to you a little bit before. Before I read the excerpt in reference to the power of habits, because habits are so powerful, and I don't think we really understand just how much they have everything to do with whatever it is that you want in life. And so it's so very, very important for you to really get your notepad out today, because you're really going to get some great information that you will be able to put to use right away. So again, make sure you go ahead and get your notepad ready. And of course, it's never too late to go ahead and flash over on the line, dial the number of one person that you want to bless with the show today and and give them the dial-in number, 347-637-2589. Again, 347-637-2589. Tell them that Successful Woman Radio is live on the air now. They've got to get on as we're talking about creating content on social media. And, of course, hopefully all of you have indeed purchased your copy of our book club book of the month, Atomic Habits. Now, I must say, this book is whipping my behind left and right, and, of course, it's also um, – It's also really pointing out some things that I've always believed about success, about habits, and all of those good things, and it's just chock full of information. But I'll also be sharing with you, you know, some ways to really get the most out of uh, the books that that we read and feature here in the book club. So it's so very, very important. So glad all of you were able to join me today here on Successful Woman Radio. And of course, here we are in 2021, and we are moving along Uh, with basically four months left before the year end. And there's a lot of things that you should be doing um, to prepare yourself as you are moving along uh, in planning your strategy, planning your business. So I just want to give you ladies a few reminders of some things that are actually coming up for the rest of this year. First of all, don't forget that if you are planning to have a holiday campaign. Now, what does that really mean? It means that you are having a structured campaign where you are from, you know, the time that the campaign starts, complete with your marketing strategy, your graphics, all of those different things from the time it starts to the full blossom of your campaign and um, marking your calendar, your dates, and all the different things that are supposed to be going on, you are planning that whole system right now. You're figuring it out, and you are looking at what it is that you want to be doing for the holiday. Now, the one thing I can tell you is that you really have to keep it simple. I think keeping it simple is so very, very important. 
oftentimes you might think, okay, it's the holiday time, people are shopping, or this is a great time for me to push so many of my products or services. But really what you want to do is you want to determine what is going to be your flagship product or service that you're going to be pushing during your holiday campaign. It's not that you're not going to be offering other things, but you don't want to bombard your your clients or your customers with so much that they're having a difficult time even making a decision or understanding what the campaign is all about, right? You're wanting to really just Put one product up as kind of like your flagship product or one service up as your flagship service so that you can feature it and then pull your client in or pull your prospect in um, so that they get an opportunity to come into your world. And, you know, don't forget, you're not trying to necessarily sell a one-ended product where they are never going to be connected to you again. So I want you to keep that in mind as you are developing your holiday strategy, right? And I do believe that everybody can take a uh, take advantage of the holidays and make sure that they are marketing. And there are so many creative ways to do it. And we're going to be talking more about that uh, during the month of September. But I want to remind you um, that you do have to start doing that. So this is that time of year where as a business owner, you really need to be in the planning mode. Not that we shouldn't be in the planning mode all the time, but there are so many things that that I'm sure you want to occur towards the end of the year and also for the new year. And this is the time frame that all of that has to be going on. So in addition to the holiday uh, campaign that you you need to be planning, you also need to be taking a look at your business strategy overall. You know, you need to be looking at what has worked so far, what has not worked, what needs to be eliminated, what needs to be added. And you need to be determining, do you need coaching? Do you need someone that's been there, done that, that's going to be helping you step-by-step to create a better strategic plan for your business, and then also show you how to implement the strategic plan as well. So is that something that you want um, in, in addition to, you know, planning your strategy out by yourself? Also, you want to look at what are some of your goals that you would like to accomplish for the rest of this year? What is it that you are wanting to do? And so, again, I'm really, really uh, excited to be sharing these things that you need to have your mind focused on um, because what I have learned is that most of the time women have this tendency um, to be focused on everything but the right things. We, We have a tendency to misinterpret being busy for really doing the right things, and that's not necessarily true. So with that said, I want to remind all of you to definitely start scheduling more time to plan in your business, right? And if you're wanting advice on how much time should that be, of course, it's always going to be based on the type of business you have. But for starters, I would say at least one hour every day, completely one hour, just for planning your strategy, your, your holiday campaign, looking at your goals and where you're trying to go, one hour of quiet time for yourself to really gather your thoughts and figure out where you are going to be headed, okay? And so, again, that's one hour for myself, just to let many of you know. People always text and want me to share, what am I doing? So for me, it's about two and a half hours every day, maybe more, uh, of planning time, of looking at where I'm going and what I'm doing and what I need to be focusing on. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it is, I need that much time for myself. So, you know, some of you may not need that much time, so that's why I say for starters, at least give yourself an hour. So that's very, very important. I want to go ahead and dive right into the five questions of business leadership. Hopefully you guys are following along and you are asking yourself these five important questions that really are going to help you to hone in on your your CEO skills, your leadership skills, and really help you to gain some perspective about the direction of how you want to take your business, right? Here's question number one. 
have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Oh, this is so very important because everything about success is always going to come right back around to your mindset, what, you, what you've chosen to focus your mind on, uh, what you, how you've decided to develop your mind and strengthen your brain power, you know. And so, of course, you need to be asking yourself, what beliefs and habits do I need to support my vision and my goals, right? What, what am I shooting for? What am I trying to make happen for myself? Morning personal development, you know, um, are there some things that I need to be strengthening and working on skill-wise from a personal development standpoint? And then, of course, am I creating customized affirmations that are personal to me? Um, we can be encouraged by so many people, and so should we be, right? But the person should be motivating you to get off the door behind the most is you, Absolutely. And so creating customized affirmations is going to help you to do just that. And then number two is, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? Again, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? And I truly, truly believe that this this one question right here has everything right, to do with you moving forward and taking action and implementing and believing in what you do. We have beliefs that are not always true. And when you have a belief that's not always true, that's not factual, that's not validated, what happens is, is that not only um, is it, can it wreak havoc in your life, but you just simply are believing in the wrong thing. And so, therefore, it's not going to support, that belief is not going to support whatever you want. And this is why that, this is so important. It's because beliefs actually reside in our subconscious mind. Beliefs are basically... They are rules or they are thoughts or actions that have been ingrained in our subconscious mind based on habits. And this is something that we really, really need to get delve into more. This is something that we need to take a look at within ourselves. But all beliefs are initially formed from habits. Now, your habits can be formed from your thoughts from the actions, from experiences, um, and your emotions. So your habits can be formed from all four of those thoughts, your, your, um, your experiences, your actions, okay, and your emotions. It can be formed from that. And whenever there is a habit that is repeated, then that habit eventually becomes a belief. And so oftentimes the thing about habits is that they are automated, repetitious. They've been automated and ingrained, right? They've become a part of your mental fabric. And as a result of that, it's not impossible, but as a result of that, habits are often automated and repeated without us realizing that. And so, therefore, beliefs are often, you know, such a part of our fabric that we believe what we believe without really asking ourselves the question, why do I believe this? And so this is why I am very, very, um, how would I say it? I guess I'm very, very strong with my clients. Anyone who has had coaching from me knows that one of the first things that I have you to do is I have you to fill out my belief worksheet and, and really take a look at your beliefs because whatever it is that you want in life, whatever success that you're trying to accomplish, often it has a lot to do with your beliefs. And I can tell you right now uh, from personal experience and my own discovery of myself, is that if you are wanting to accomplish something and you can't figure out for the life of you why it is that you are not getting it done, why is it not happening for yourself, I can pretty much guarantee you that it has something to do with a habit and a belief that has been, that has been repeated so often based on your emotions, your experience, or what have you. It's been repeated so often that guess what? 
It has become a belief, even though it may not be factual, and as a result, it wrecks havoc in your life, and you have to be very, very careful about that. So I want you guys to really ask yourself this question, and I want to repeat it. Number two, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? Okay, here's number three. What do I want to accomplish by this Friday? I really think this question is very, very important, and I don't want you guys to ignore it um, because it is a way to keep ourselves from allowing things to fall through the cracks. This is why it's so important that every Sunday um, before you retire for the day, you still have some energy. This is why you really want to look at your calendar and look at what all you have planned in your calendar. Because whatever you say that you want to accomplish by Friday, you need to back up to where you are and make sure that you have the right task listed in, in a time slot to accomplish. You want to make sure that everything needed to support whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you want to make sure that it's listed in your calendar. And even if you're delegating it to other people, you still have to list a time frame to follow up with that person to make sure that they're on target to accomplish that so that it contributes to the goal as well. Three other things that I think are very, very important when you're looking at what it is you need to accomplish by each by the, each weekend is your sales goal, your marketing, and generating new leads. If these three things are not happening, honestly, ladies, and I'm going to say this, and, and, and it may really hit you hard, but if these three things aren't going on in your business, you have no business. I just want to be very, very honest with you on that. If you're not generating new leads on a consistent basis, what is a lead? A lead means that this is someone who possibly is interested in you providing them with a service or a product, right? And you have that individual's name and phone number, and therefore you can follow up with them, okay? The next thing is, is if you don't have marketing to attract people to you, that's how you generate leads. You, you have a marketing system, a marketing strategy to attract people to you. If you don't have that and it's not automated so that it, it's ingrained so even when you're sleeping, your marketing is working for you, something's wrong with that, okay? And then, of course, if you're not seeing consistent sales, right? Now, sales come in all shapes and forms, to be honest with you, right? Some people have sales uh, coming every day. There might be some of you who have membership sites and um, you have recurring income coming into you daily uh, based on the anniversary of, of when a person signed up. And so therefore, every day money is coming into your account. Then there are some who are consultants that may have people who are paying them a specific amount uh, on the first of each month, right? Then you may have some people who their sales are kind of based on, on a quarter or a three-month period. And like within a three-month period, you may have thousands of dollars pour into you from commissions, right? Um, or maybe you are an affiliate and your sales comes into you when you refer a particular product, you may get paid for your commission uh, 30 days after the person purchases the product or the service. And so sales comes in different ways, but at the end of the day, it's money cash going into your check, your business checking account. So what's so very, very important that you need to understand, again, is that if you're not marketing uh, and you don't have a 24-7 automated system set up for yourself, uh, if you're not generating leads, and if you don't have sales going on, then you don't have a business. Now, what do you do? Does that mean that, oh, dang, Trina just, Trina just said I didn't have a business? No, well, what you need to do is you need to figure out how to turn that around. You need to turn it around and you need to make sure, okay, you need to make sure that you go back to the drawing board and that you look at your business plan, you look at um, your sales structure, your, uh, your goals for sales, your marketing strategy, and then you look at the ways that that marketing is helping you to generate new leads. But these three things should be going on. Okay, and it's very, very important that 
um, something is happening, activity is happening for your business every single day, and that is measurable. That's the real big key here is that it needs to be measurable because if you can't measure, then you can't improve if something is wrong with it, okay? Here's number four. How can I be an asset to my business? Now, yes, there are people who are not an asset to their business. And if, and if they were um, working for someone else, they would probably be fired because they're not an asset. So we have to keep ourselves in check as business owners, as CEOs. We must, we must hold ourselves totally accountable for all the performance of our business because we birthed it right? We created it. And so in asking yourself, how can you be an asset to your business? You can ask these sub-questions. Am I being an ambassador, letting people know who I am and what I do? And what are the ways that I can do that? Am I seeking out new collaborations? Am I looking for strategies and ways that I can extend my business uh, through collaborating with others? And am I leading my power team? And I think of these three that I'm talking about here as far as being an asset, if you don't have a power team of people, this is professionals, your contractors, the individuals that can shorten your learning curve and help you to move your business faster. If you don't have a power team of individuals already in your phone that you can dial at any moment when you need them, something's wrong because you're not being the leader you need to be for your business if you have no power team. Okay, it doesn't matter whether you are um, a solopreneur or you have two or three employees or what have you. The key here that you need to understand is that no one should be trying to run their business all on their own and thinking that they're the only ones that should be doing it. This is a huge mistake that I I made for over a decade. And that I had to really learn the hard way that if you really want to scale your business, if you want to see more money coming in, more clients, more customers, you want more things happening in your business, then you have got to put yourself in check and you have got to start being in the CEO ambassador role. There is no way that you can be the only one doing everything in your business and actually see your business grow. It's just not going to happen. So you've got to determine how you can be an asset for your business. And then last but not least, in the five questions of business leadership is, am I investing in myself and my business? And, of course, there are three core areas that I want you to be taking a look at there. Is that it's health and wellness? How can you invest in your health and wellness so that you have the energy, you have the health to enjoy the wealth that's coming your way, right? And then marketing and advertising. These days, you've got to have a marketing and advertising budget. There's no such thing as just doing organic marketing without, without cash dollars. You've got you've to really be very diverse in how you are uh, marketing your business. And then personal development and coaching. Some of you who are listening have been saying that you're going to get coaching for a very long time, but you haven't. And you know that it's so good when you can work with someone who has been there, done that, and they are um, where you want to be. You really need to be pushing yourself to work with a coach. It's so very, very important. So there you have it, five questions of business leadership, Um, and you need to be asking these questions of yourself as often as you can so that you can hone in on your leadership skills and become the best CEO that you can be for your business. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, Successful Woman Radio, I want to welcome you and thank you so much for listening today. I see that, again, we have a packed out board, and I really, really appreciate everyone dialing into the show or listening from your smart device. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of information about who we are and what we do, Successful Woman Radio is the flagship show for the main website, womenaboutbiz.net. It is through Women About Biz that we help women to start and grow and 
scale their businesses, helping them to create strategies and systems. And of course, at Successful Woman Radio, it comes on every single Monday at 12 noon Eastern time. And through the show, you're going to be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. So I invite you to come into our positive environment, mark it on your calendar as a recurring event, and tune in to get information that you're going to be able to put to use right away. So again, thank you to all of our new listeners. We really appreciate you being here, and I hope that you guys will continue to be with us and be some of our longtime listeners who've been listening for over 10 years. So very, very excited for that. I was, uh, As I was planning for today's show, I looked at the number of episodes that uh, we have, and it is over 700 episodes, 796 to be exact, I I believe, Uh, 796 episodes because we've been coming on each week. And so, again, I want to thank everyone uh, for helping us to you know, break so many records, so many thousands of people uh, monthly download the show and listen to and I'm so grateful for it. So really, really appreciative of that. Please continue to share the show with people that you know. Uh, And again, you can listen to any of our previous broadcasts by simply going to Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z, as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net and clicking on podcast in the top white menu bar. Of course, if you have an iPhone, you can pull up podcast and um, find search for Successful Woman Radio, mark it as your favorite. And if you have an Android, you can download the, the app Stitcher if you don't already have it, T-I-T-C-H-E-R, and then search for women, not women about this, but search for Successful on Radio, and of course, you will be able to have it at your fingertips there as well. So again, um, that's how you can connect, listen to previous broadcasts, uh, and get that information that you can put to use right away. Again, our hot topic for today is really I'm going to be sharing with you ways you can use content in your social media. I think that you guys will enjoy this, um, and I think it will give you some aha moments and some really, really good ideas. I also want to remind you that if you have not picked up your copy of the book, Atomic Habits, make sure you go ahead and do that. Such an excellent book, Um, a lot of really, really good information in the book, and I'm really, really excited about the the excerpt that I'm going to be reading about today uh, for you, which is all about goals and how the author is suggesting that you focus on systems instead. Very interesting take on that. I'm going to be giving you my take as I am reading the excerpt as well. So again, for those that you of you who have the book and want to follow along, I am going to be reading uh, from the section Forget About Goals, Focus on Systems instead. It is 12.28 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive in and look at what we can learn today from our book, Atomic Habits. First of all, I just want to say this book is absolutely delicious. If it was food, it would probably become one of my favorite foods, right? Such wisdom, such information to change people's lives. I'm telling you guys, if you are not an avid reader, I'm just recommending that it's something that you need to be doing because reading can literally change your life. Why? Because the average author of a book, and you know we read mostly self-development, self-help books, business books. Authors, if they they mostly have ten years of of experience, and so you can imagine that if you just read one book a month, that that's a hundred and twenty years of wisdom that that you have that you have been reading. But take it a step further. If you implement, if you if you take notes, if you 
highlight areas and passages that really are resonating with you. And if you ask yourself the question, how can I implement what the author is talking about here? I've read it. I believe it to be very factual. It's making a whole lot of sense. What do I need to do to implement it? If you if you approach it in that in that sense, then oh my goodness, you're talking about huge transformations that you will see in your life every single month. And so this is one of those books. This book has really led me to really just talk about habits next month all together as we look at, you know, where we are, what is it that we need to be doing to be more successful uh, going into 2022. And so I, you know, again, I can't say enough and a big thank you to the author, James Clear, for writing such a poignant and um, wisdom-filled book. So today I'm going to be reading to you, Forget About Goals, Focus on Systems Instead. And again, the author is playing on words big time here with, with that word, Forget About Goals. Uh, and I'll give you my commentary on that in just a little bit. But the author starts out with saying, prevailing wisdom claims that the best way to achieve what we want in life getting into better shape, building a successful business, relaxing more, and worrying less, spending more time with friends and family is to set specific actionable goals. For many years, this was how I approached my habits too. Each one was a goal to be reached. I set goals for the grades I wanted to get in school, for the weights I wanted to lift in the gym, for the profits I wanted to earn in business. I succeeded at a few, but I failed at a lot of them. Eventually, I began to realize that my results had very little to do with goals that I set and nearly everything to do with the systems that I followed. What's the difference between systems and goals, the author says? Well, it's a distinction I first learned from Scott Adams, the cartoonist behind Dilbert's comic. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems, however, are about the processes that lead to those results. I want to repeat that. The author says here that goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the process that lead to those results. So this is my first commentary because, of course, you know, the section is entitled, Forget About the Goals, Focus on Systems Instead. So the author is not really telling you to forget about goals. In other words, ignore goals. He's basically telling you that in order for you to accomplish your goals, it is the power of systems that you need to be focusing your mind on, right? Because systems are about the process that leads to those results. So again, he's not telling you to forget about the goal. He is, he is using this as a metaphor. He's playing on the words, forget about goals, focus on systems. But then he comes right back around and he then substantiates and tells you that Systems are about the processes that lead to your goal results, right? If you're a coach, he says, your goal might be to win a championship. Your system is the way you recruit players, manage your assistant coaches, and conduct practice. If you're an entrepreneur, he says, your goal might be to build a million-dollar business. So listen up. He says, your system is how you test product ideas hire employees, and run marketing campaigns. If you're a musician, he says, for example, your goal might be to play a new piece. Your system is how often you practice, how you break down and tackle difficult measures and your method for receiving feedback from your instructor. Now, for the interesting question, if you completely ignored your goals and focused only on your system, would you still succeed? He says, for example, if you were a basketball coach and you ignored your goal to win a championship and focused only on what your team does at practice each day, would you get results? He says, well, I think you would. The goal in any sport is to finish with the best score, but it would be ridiculous to spend the whole game staring at the scoreboard. The only way to actually win and get better day, in other words, of the three-time Super Bowl winner Bill Walsh, the score takes care of itself. 
The same is true for other areas of your life. If you want better results, then forget about setting goals. Focus on your system instead. He said, so now what do I mean about this? And so now he's beginning to explain his play on words and tell you what he means. He says, are goals completely useless? Of course not. Goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. And you guys really need to be getting this. And I hope some of you who don't necessarily have the book are taking some good notes on this. Those of you who have the book, you just need to be taking a yellow highlighter and marking this whole area to really go back over it. And I want you to be reading it two to three times to really get your aha moment and get what the author is saying. So again, I'm going to read back Over this little section right here, he says, what do I mean by this? Are goals completely useless? Of course not. Goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making a progress. A handful of problems arise when you spend too much time thinking about your goals and not enough time designing the system to accomplish the goal. Okay, I really, I'm getting ready to make my second commentary here. Okay, because really what he's saying is that goals mean absolutely nothing without the system to get you there, to get the goals accomplished. And this is the biggest problem that women have a tendency to have. And this is why most people are not accomplishing their goals, right? First of all, um, especially here in America, you know, somehow we started looking at every new year as in setting new goals, which we should have never started horrible habit because it causes people to not set goals throughout any other time of the year, right? Which is which is crazy. The next thing is that we focus so much on goals in our country, but we never focus on systems. And this is true even in um, elementary school, you know, junior high and high school. Kids Kids are not being focused and taught about systems, and they're not even being taught about how to properly set their goals. So you really need to get this because you have to ask yourself the question, if I set goals in my business, did I ever set up a system to accomplish those goals? Was there ever a system in place to accomplish it, okay? And this is this is why it's so important to pick up on what he's saying here. A handful of problems arise when you spend too much time thinking about your goals and not enough time designing your system. So he says, problem number one, winners and losers have the same goals. Goal setting suffers from a serious case of survivorship bias. We concentrate on the people who end up winning, the survivors, and mistakenly assume that ambitious goals led to their success while overlooking all the people who had the same objective but didn't succeed. Every Olympian wants to win a gold medal. Every candidate wants to get the job. And if successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals, then the goal cannot be what differentiates the winners from the losers. It wasn't the goal of the winning the Tour de France that propelled the British cyclists to the top of the sport. And if you ladies will remember, last week I read to you the beginning of the book where he, he used the British cyclists who, who, who in 110 years had not won a tour of, of any kind, or any awards, and they turned themselves around by changing their whole system. He says the goal had always been there. It was only when they implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved a different outcome, okay? So here's another aha moment for me, and I'm sure it's going to be for you when you go back over this, Right? Because what makes the difference between those entrepreneurs who, are, who have the same, you know, they may have the same amount of money, the same resources, they may uh, both have the goal to be successful and win in the game of business. But why is it that some are doing it and some are not? And it's quite easy now to really understand what he's saying. He says, every Olympian wants to win a gold medal. Every candidate wants to get the job. And if successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals, then the goal cannot be the problem. So the problem is not the goal. The issue is they don't have the same system and habits. That's the problem. 
So if you're asking yourself, hey, I know that I have, um, I've, I've got the same business as this person who's been featured in this magazine or who, who's doing this or that, and for the life of me, I can't figure out what is it I'm doing wrong. Why can't I make this work for myself? Well, you don't have the blueprint to their system. They have a system that works, and you have a system that is not working, right? It's as easy as that, right? This is why I share with you um, in the five questions of business leadership, number three, what do you want to accomplish by this Friday? And I tell you that there's three things that have to be included in that, three things in the blueprint. You must have an automated marketing system a strategic plan, okay, you've got to be generating leads and you've got to be making sales. These three things make up what a business is. It's, It's the same concept. You've got to have those things. And what he's saying here is that, you know, you you can have the same goals of someone who has already made a million dollars. The difference is it's in the blueprint. It's not the goal. If it was that you both had the same goal, then you both would be getting a million dollars, right? But wrong, it's that you have the same goal, but but some people are using a different system than others, and it's those systems that are working better for them. And this is why it's so important for you to pick up on that, okay? He says, it wasn't the goal of winning the Tour de France that propelled the British cyclists to the top of the sport, Presumably, they had wanted to win the race every year before, just like every other professional team. The goal had always been there. It was only when they implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved a different outcome. So when you listen to this or when you read this, then you should say, well, if for them it was only when they implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved their outcome, Then replace that for yourself and say, it's only when I implement a system of continuous small improvements that I will achieve a different outcome. I will get a different outcome. So if you want better results, it's going to require you to implement a better system, a system that has been proven. So you've got to find a proven system that someone who's very successful in, in the same type of business that our service or selling the same kind of product that you're now selling, you've got to find someone who, who is doing it at the level you want to be at, and you've got to figure out their system because it's a system that you will need in order to achieve the success. And it's going to be small improvements. It doesn't all happen overnight, right? As they say, Rome wasn't built in the day. It does not happen overnight. But this is why he says small improvements help you to have a different outcome. So if you never even take action, if you never even do anything towards changing what's not working in your business, then you're never going to get the desired results, right? So you really need to pay attention to that piece. He says, problem number two, achieving a goal is only a momentary change. He says, imagine you have a messy room and you set a goal to clean it. If you summon the energy to tidy up, then you will have a clean room for now. But if you maintain the same sloppy pack rat habits that led to the messy room in the first place, you'll soon be looking at a new pile of clutter and hoping for and other bursts of motivation. You're left chasing the same outcome because you never changed the system behind it. You treated a symptom without addressing the cause. Ooh, this is powerful stuff, ladies. Are you hearing this? This is so powerful. He says achieving a goal only changes your life for the moment. That's the counterintuitive thing about improvement. We think we need to change our results, but the results are not the problem. What we really need to change are the systems that cause those results. When you solve problems at the results level, you not only solve them temporarily in order to improve for good, you need to solve problems at the systems level. Fix the input and the output will fix themselves. He says, problem number three, goals restrict your happiness. 
The implicit assumption behind any goal is this. Once I reach my goal, then I'll be happy. The problem with a goals-first mentality is that you're continually putting happiness off until the next milestone. I've slipped into this trap so many times I've lost count. For years, happiness was always something for my future self to enjoy. I promised myself that once I gained 20 pounds of muscle or after my business was featured in the New York Times, then I could finally relax. Furthermore, he says, goals create an either-or conflict. Either you achieve your goal and are successful or you fail and you are disappointed. You mentally box yourself into a narrow version of happiness. This is misguided. It is unlikely that your actual path through life will match the exact journey you had in mind when you set out. It makes no sense, he says, to restrict your satisfaction to one scenario when there are many paths to success. A systems-first mentality provides the antidote. When you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. You can be satisfied anytime your system is running, and a system can be successful in many different forms, not just the one you first envisioned, okay? And this is key. And then lastly, he said problem number four, goals are at odds with long-term progress. Finally, a goal-oriented mindset can create a yo-yo effect. Many runners, he says, work hard for months, but as soon as they cross the finish line, they stop training. The race is no longer there to motivate them. When all of your hard work is focused on a particular goal, what is left to push you forward after you achieve it? What is left? This is why many people find themselves reverting to their old habits after accomplishing a goal. The purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. True long-term thinking is goalless thinking. It's not about any single accomplishment. It's about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement. Ultimately, it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. So again, ladies, he's not telling you really not to focus on the goals because we all have to have directions. And certainly goals help us to narrow down what it is that we're looking for. It helps us to pinpoint and it helps it helps us to identify and support our purpose. But what he's saying, though, is that goals without a system means absolutely nothing. It's useless. They're just that, goals. So he's saying the priority here is to change your thinking and your thought path about goals that they mean everything and really to embrace and adopt the fact that it's systems that you really need. Because after all, two people can have a goal to be a millionaire. One person makes it and the other person doesn't. Does that make either of their goals any less important? No. But one person had a system that worked and one person may not have had a system or had a system that had some really deep, some really faulty wiring going on in it, right? So again, Systems are very, very important. And finally, he says, if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for the change. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your system. Focusing on the overall system rather than a single goal is one of the core themes of this book, he says. It is also one of the deeper meanings behind the word atomic. By now, you've probably realized that an atomic habit refers to a tiny change, a marginal gain, a 1% improvement, but atomic habits are not just any old habits, however small. They are little habits that are part of a larger system. Just as atoms are the building blocks of molecules, atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results. Habits are like the atoms of our lives. Each one is a fundamental unit that contributes to your overall improvement. At first, these tiny routines seem insignificant, but soon they build on each other and fuel bigger wins that multiply to a degree that far outweighs the cost of their initial investment. They are both small and mighty. This is the meaning of the phrase atomic habits, a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but also the source of incredible power, a component of the system compound growth. Wow. 
I advise you guys, if you haven't picked up a copy of your book that we are talking about and will be running all throughout the month of September, uh, Atomic Habits, get your copy. I'm going to quickly go ahead right now and move right on into our theme because I want to wrap up. And, of course, uh, many of you know that we have been talking about creating content for business all during this month. Again, this has been a five-part series. Today marks part five. So if you want to listen to the other four parts of this series, again, you can go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on podcast, and once you get on the page, look on the right-hand side. The player is there for you to conveniently listen on your smart device, right? If you have a iTunes account, or if you have an iPhone, you can just look up Successful Woman Radio, and it is syndicated right there on on the podcast player. And if you have an Android phone, again, you can download the app Stitcher if you don't already have it. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher. And then you can, again, search for Successful Woman Radio and mark it as your favorite and start listening to the replays of creating content for your business. Because I did, I, I packed a lot of information during this this last five Mondays. And so today, again, uh, we are now wrapping it up with ways to use your content for social media. So as a recap, I suggested that you choose a theme each month related to your product or service, and then write a 500 to 1200 word article, which can then be repurposed in multiple ways, right? So some of the ways you can repurpose uh, an article is you can take quotes from an article and create an image post right? We see that all the time. Uh, you can do a three to five minute live video streaming, stream sharing house tools or book lists or numbered lists from your article, right? And you can even do a pre-recorded Zoom and then push it up uh, live to uh, Facebook, right? Or you can push it up as a recording, or you can download it as a video and upload it uh, uh, into Facebook as an original video. So there are several ways that you can do. You can extend the how-to into a three to five page report with worksheets as a compelling offer, right? So, wow, we could use in so many ways. Here's another way. You can create a challenge with your article topic, breaking down each number item or bullet point or step-by-step that you have in the article for each day of the challenge. So there's so many things that you can do with an article. Now that I've shared how important selecting a theme is and how you can use your article themes each month to stop from thinking you've got to write a new article every day or a new article every week. No, it's just one article for the month. Uh, And some people might write two articles uh, per month, but you can use different ways. That's just like if you have a blog, you can choose a central theme. You can write a, uh, you can write a, a 1,500 to 3,000 word article and then chop it up into three mini articles or four mini articles, one each week for your blog, all uh, relating to the same topic. Or you can do videos from, from the article for, uh, for your blog entry. So there's so many ways that, that content can be used, but you're making it hard for yourself when you don't sit yourself down and really plan out and create, here we go, a system for how you're going to pull your content together for your website. So there shouldn't be, to be honest with you, there should never be different content for your website and different and, and a whole other set of content you're doing on social media. That is that is just totally something that is not only sabotaging everything that you're doing to grow your business, this makes no sense, right? And so it's important for you to select a theme for each one. I'm just telling you, this is one of the easiest ways to do it, okay? But it's also just as important when you're talking about social media that you create your social media calendar. And you can do this in several ways. You already know that in creating your social media content, if you have done it properly and set a theme for each month for your blog or your website, All you're going to do is you're going to take your quotes, your how-tos, your numbered 
uh, list, your bullet point list or your step-by-step list, you're going to take all of that and you're going to be utilizing it to create images that you'll be able to use as posts in your social media. But again, you've got to create a content calendar so that you know how you're doing it and what to do and how you're going to delegate it to a virtual assistant possibly. So you can do this in several ways with creating content calendars. You can use Google Calendar, which is a calendar to your primary calendar. Google lets you add an uh, unlimited amount of calendars to your primary calendar um, so that you can view that particular calendar or you can integrate it with your primary calendar. Um, so, again, with Google Calendar, you Okay, we are back. I'm so sorry that we had a uh, technical glitch on the side of Blog Talk Radio, which is unfortunately not uncommon. Um, But I was talking about uh, using Google Calendar as your content calendar. And next, I said many third-party platforms uh, have a content calendar system built in as well. And I've talked about some of those platforms like, uh, like Hootsuite. Uh, like Loomly, L-O-O-M-L-Y, and and several other Sprout Social that are out there, okay? Uh, and also you need to know that now Facebook has their own system that allows you to uh, schedule ahead of time your social media content as well. But I don't I, – I believe if you have a fan page and, and, and you signed up for the business suite, I believe that it allows – also plan out your social media as well. But those who still like to physically write down everything, you can use a monthly calendar plan with the big block to keep up with what you want on in social media and other parts of your business. Or you can use a Microsoft Excel or a Google spreadsheet to list out your content uh, on the spreadsheet as well. And you can create uh, like 12 worksheets for every month of the year within the um, file and uh, market January through December and the, the year that you're in, and then you can do it that way as well. So again, there are several ways that you can create a social media content calendar. The point is, is that you need to be proactive in determining what your content is going to be, and you need to understand you don't have to make it hard on yourself. You can actually create uh, your content based off of your monthly theme and break it up into different ways. And so, again, I just wanted to remind you of that. Also, uh, you guys know that I mentioned infographics, and, and social media loves infographics because a person can review it quickly in one view and see exactly what the the infographic is saying. So, again, you guys might want to look up infographic and Try your hand at doing some short infographics. Of course, social media has changed so much, and 80% of social media is predicted to be videos uh, within the next month. So, again, videos actually mean everything. But I want to give you guys some quick tips to really talk about how to how share your social media content more, okay? So the first thing I want to remind you of is that, guys, it's all about value, okay? And it seems like it would be uh, an obvious uh, obvious uh, piece of suggestion, right? Like, yeah, okay, of course it needs to be a value, but unfortunately, it's more crap out there than there is good stuff. So you want it to be valuable. So don't forget to use the power of free, and don't forget to use um, strategies um, such as challenges and different things like that that you can use, okay? And you want to structure, okay? You definitely want to make sure you structure your content. If you are posting a image, don't just post a quote or just don't post an image, but you really need to give a small commentary there so the person know what, what's going on with it. And if at all possible, always to have a to action link going right back to your website of some sales page or some special offer, right? You 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 add value when you are able to really make it user friendly for people 
to not only read your content, but also to click through and get exactly what you're saying, right? Very, very important. Thing about content is you definitely need to keep your audience in mind as well. Are you clear on your target market? Because you are not clear on your target market, it's going to be very difficult to plan your content. Okay, so you need to make sure to go back to the drawing board and look at your target client or your target customer and know exactly who they are by building a profile. Okay, know what they might hang out in. Know. Uh, what fan pages they may like, right? Very, very important, okay? The other thing uh, uh, about social media content is don't forget about the content that can evoke an emotion in someone. Whether it makes them laugh, whether it makes them feel sad, or whether it calls them into something urgent or important, don't forget to have a variety of triggers uh, for emotions within your content. Very, very important. Remember the remember nostalgia as well. People like that as well. So as long as it's relevant or as long as it's something that's going to that you can make relate relatable, then definitely you will be able to use it. Now incentives is wonderful. People really love free things, right? So it's important for you to know how to use the power of free because you should offer anything free without first having a system set up to provide the free product or service. And that's very, very key. So it's important, okay? It's very, very, very important that if you're going to offer something free, you actually need to make sure that you have a page dedicated for them to click through to sign up with their name phone number, and their email in exchange for getting whatever it is that you're offering free, okay? Don't forget to also piggyback on trending topics that's relevant to your industry. That's very key as well. Now, Google has a, uh, a really, really good feature that I absolutely love where you can actually uh, sign up and you can have Google to send you all the information uh, that you want based on a specific topic, a specific person, or a specific keyword phrase, right? Uh, and so definitely want to take a look at that. And then, of course, contests are always good. Challenges are always good. Uh, very, very important. And if you have, um, if you have a membership site or a networking site, site where you're dealing with a lot of people, featuring those people in your content is very, very important. This is something I've had to go back and remind myself of recently to start featuring our members. As that. This is part of the improvement of my strategies uh, moving forward. And then, of course, use video content. Um, there are so many women who are saying they're uncomfortable with doing live stream video all the time. I think that because as women, often we think we have to be, you know, makeup in place, hair in place, everything in place. And I'm just going to say this. If that's the case, then you just need to create a system of always putting, you know, having your stuff together. But you don't have to be perfect. And we're so stuck in this paralysis that we don't do Facebook lives. We're not putting ourselves out there on video. And so it's something that you've got to get comfortable with. But again, you've got to create a system to do it and not just run out there and do it, but really understand it. And you're just going to have to sit yourself down, girlfriend. If you're uncomfortable with being on video, you're just going to have to sit yourself down. There are some ways that you can do video. Um, don't do it live at first. Do pre-recordings at first and push it out to your social media platforms, right? Uh, there's a lot of ways that you could do it using Zoom and using some other third-party platforms that make it very easy for you to do that. The most important thing that you need to know about social media content is that it needs to be relevant. It needs to be timely and consistent, right? Because consistency is very key. And you need to always make sure that you don't forget keyword optimization. Need to keyword Everything that you do should always be focused on keywords because that's how the algorithm and the search engines find you, able to pull you up on the various searches. So, again, 
there you have it, ways to use social media content, ways to use your space and get things organized for yourself. I have just thoroughly enjoyed this series on creating content for your business. I pray that you guys go back and take a listen to our previous broadcast, uh, take good notes, and then ask yourself the question, how can I get better at content. Remember, you don't always have to do it by yourself. You can always schedule um, a power talk with me. We can brainstorm. Uh, And to schedule your power talk, all you need to do, if you've never had one before, you get one free power talk a year, go ahead and schedule it by going to womenaboutbiz.net. And then right there on the home page, just scroll down a little bit midway and you'll see the link to schedule your free power talk. Well, ladies, that's all I have for today. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Don't forget to um, definitely get your copy of our book, Club Book of the Month, Atomic Habits. And I will be talking to you guys on next Monday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.